You're listening to the Happy Hour with Nick Sainert. I'm leaving people. Then Enrique Alvarez Clary. What do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? Huh? Sponsored by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back into the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sainert and Rico joining you guys as usual. 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline and the Starter Heyman text line are both open for you guys the entire show today as well as the Starter Heyman Jewelers live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Allo Channel 951 as well. All right, now let's go ahead and head to the Allo VIP line. Once again, the Allo VIP line brought to you by Allo Fiber, where we understand the importance of exceptional service with local heart. And we're joined by our good friend Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska, the rival site for the Huskers. Steve, good afternoon. Are the Cubs going to win 90 games? What is happening? Oh, absolutely. Thank well, you. I mean, that's not even a real question. I mean, we just took care <laughs> of the, the uh, dumb Pittsburgh Pirates. Now we got to take care of the even worse Milwaukee Brewers, but... Uh, yeah, once we get that done, it's off to a 91 season. Well, next. well see, that's oh, what the, I was the thinking. Pits, the Pittsburgh who? The, pi- <laughs> the Pirates? <laughs> the Pittsburgh Pirates. Sorry, I, I must have not no, spoken. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. Don't let Rico get to you. He's just a lousy Yankees fan right now. Um, what we I was got to our part by Brandon Lowe <laughs> and the freaking Lowe. Ray. I don't care. I, I don't respect it. Anyway, it's a last place team versus a team in contention. Steve, I hate him. Steve, Steve. I mean, let's look at this. I mean, they got 69 wins and there's 32 games left. I mean, there's plenty of there's definitely an opportunity for like 85 wins here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree with you. They are playing. They're playing some good <laughs> baseball. It's a really fun team. Um, but man, I just, you know, I, I, I'm right there with you, Nick. But I'm this three game series with Milwaukee oh, it's huge. coming up Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm just going to be on yeah. pins and needles during that one. It's kind of during a crazy week right here with my yeah. job, obviously, but uh, I'll be keeping keeping an eye on that uh, box score for sure. Are you are you making the trip up to Minneapolis this week? Yes. Yeah, so uh, Zach, um, my, my uh, boss, and Jansen, our oh, um, nice. uh, video guy, are leaving Wednesday up to Minneapolis. We are making the, the trek by, by vehicle. So we gotcha. will drive up there and um, go watch some Husker football. All right, so you're speaking of pins and needles, I mean, I think are Husker you, fans are going to be on on quite a few of them the the entire week. You want to? No, I okay. was I was going to see if he was going to you know instead of coming back to Nebraska, head over to Cincinnati to check out the uh, Reds and the Cubs play on the first. <laughs> Man, I did not think about that, but that's going to be an easy answer for me. No, I will not be doing, doing that. But uh, got duty calls back at home. But that's um, right. You know, not a bad idea, Rico. How is being a dad? Yeah, it's it's awesome. I mean, uh, she's uh, little little Shay is about uh, she's six months old now, so um, you know it's uh, it's really fun. She's she's awesome. Like I told you guys before, I wake up in the morning and the first thing I want to do is go up to her crib and um, watch her sleep and watch her wake up uh, wake up with her. So uh, it's good stuff. All right. Well, we ask only hard hitting questions here on the happy hour. Yeah, should we now, ta- should we talk Husker we're, football? We're not Actually, talking yeah, football. Might as well, guys, might as well. We're not going to talk football. We're not going to talk black shirts. No single digits. Yeah. None of that. That's all the time we have for today. Well, Actually, see Steve. ya. <laughs> so, okay. Once again, Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska joining us ahead of Minnesota. Okay, so um, depth chart got out or got released, you know, last Friday, and we haven't talked to you since, obviously. Uh, I, I think one of the things that I really gravitated towards was the running back room, um, and, and that Gabe Irvin's number one, right? And we, we knew that, I guess, but 
When you think about just Nebraska's history over the last few years uh, of their running back room as a whole, whether it's Divino Zigbo starting as the third string, whether it's Ramir Johnson starting as the fifth string, whether it's uh, just go down the list, Greg Bell transferring, like although it, it's it's previous coaching staffs, it's been like I think Husker fans are starving for a coaching staff just to get the running back room right. Yeah, they have the running back room right and the offensive line room right, but uh, those those two go hand in hand in my opinion. But yeah, with with Gabe uh, Irvin, I mean that wasn't a huge surprise, I guess. Surprise, I guess, because Matt Rule just has been so high mm-hmm. on Gabe Irvin, calling him the battering ram, um, what he hopes to be in the fourth quarter this this season. But I mean, man, when you when you look at Gabe this offseason, what he's done to his body, six foot, two hundred twenty five pounds. I mean, there's not a bad um, you know pound on. Gabe Irvin's body I mean it's just physical it's really impressive what he's been able to do but it's it's good to hear that he's kind of grabbed that grabbed that starting position um from from everybody else on the roster and we know Ramir Johnson can can maybe be that guy but I think he's uh kind of suited more for a third down back somebody who can go out and run some run some uh routes pick up a blitz on third down things like that and then Anthony Grant I mean I can I'll, I'll continue to say it I know Matt Rule has been kind of critical of his ball hand ball handling skills uh just you know putting the ball on the turf a little bit too much towards the end of fall camp and that's maybe a reason why he's uh listed at number three at running back but i i still think anthony grant is going to play a lot i i think ramir is going to play a lot and i trust these coaches when they say that they want to use um all the able bodies in their running back room now i'm not sure yet on emmett johnson i know he's He's a young player, but I think he's going to get some opportunities as a returner in the kick return game, maybe. So, so that's really good for him. But, but yeah, I mean, with Gabe Irvin, it's it's really important for him, I think, to maybe just take that job and run with it now. Now he's finally healthy. It's his third year going here. The knee is completely healthy. The turf turf toe is gone. Now it now is the time for Gabe Irvin to kind of take that job and and keep it. I guess. Steve, I, I guess this is kind of a general question because um, I kind of want to see where, where where your head's at on this. I, how how dynamic do you expect this offense to be when you when you take into a, you know account the depth at like the wide receiver position and you know if the hypothetical scenario of Jeff Sims getting getting banged up throughout the year? I mean, how dynamic can this offense be? I think it's going to take some time, honestly, Nick. I, I mean, uh, and and a lot of that has to do with. Uh, just kind of the the experiences that we've had with the offensive line. Now it hasn't been great um, running the ball, and it hasn't been great uh, protecting the passer the offensive line has in, in past. Now are we expecting it to take steps forward this season? I mean, I, me personally, I would like to see it first to believe it mm-hmm. um, before I'm going to predict kind of a d- dynamic offense with Marcus Satterfield in his first year. Um, and then you look at the receiver uh, group right now. I mean, you got to – a former walk-on that's going to be playing a lot um, now now uh, on scholarship and Alex Bullock. Marcus Washington is coming off an injury. Who knows what he's going to look like. Um, Isaiah Garcia-Castaneda quit the team last year after yeah. four games, but then came back and has seemed to be doing everything uh, correctly. Um, and then behind him, you got another walk-on right now, Ty Han. So, you know, when you look at the receiver group, somebody needs to step up. I mean, it's not a very good-looking receiver room right now. It's not very scary, honestly. So if you're Minnesota, if you're Joe Rossi, that excellent defensive coordinator out there in Minneapolis, you're you're kind of drooling right now because you 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 want a shot at this offense. And and mm-hmm. you know if I'm Joe Rossi, I think Minnesota's defense is kind of looking at Nebraska's offense like, hey, we can we can do this. We can uh, hold these guys uh, to a touchdown, maybe two in this game, and get out of there with a season opening win. 
So I, I don't see right now um, when I'm looking at Nebraska's offense, I don't see it being dynamic right away. And, you know, it's just going to take time for a lot of offenses in college football, I think, just because it takes so much time with the, the passing concepts and, and getting the run, run game down. So much of that is timing-based, and the only way to, to improve on that is to get some get real live game reps under your belt. So, um, yeah, I don't, know. I don't know, Nick. Right now you asked me, is it going to look dynamic? I don't think it's going to look dynamic for, for a while, and um, honestly that just goes with uh, the, the offensive line and them needing to take, take a step forward in, mm-hmm. in run blocking and pass protection and then the, the wide receiver room. I don't, I don't know who's going to emerge out of there, so somebody needs to. And, and right now it's Monday. They, they start the season on Thursday. Uh, it's, it's just kind of a bad thing when you look at the receiver room and you don't really see somebody that jumps off the page at you. Yeah, We're speaking with Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska. And Steve, switching sides of the ball on the defensive side, the big news of the day is the black shirts got handed out. The more questionable news of the day is that Nick Henrich, one of the st- one of the supposed starting linebackers according to the depth chart, and one of the line one of the three linebackers who got a single digit number. Um, was missing from the black shirt photo. Um, is this something that we should be concerned about, or or is that just uh, you know maybe they didn't hand it out to maybe he's actually a backup and they didn't hand it out to backups? Yeah, so that's a good question, Rico. On 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 the surface, when I look at that, I I, I do think to myself, well, did something happen at practice? Did something happen at the scrimmage? And and um, maybe they're trying to keep something under wraps. So mm-hmm. so maybe that would be maybe Nick getting banged up and we just don't know it yet. That's something that we might uh, try to confirm today when Tony White, the defensive coordinator, takes the podium for uh, media availability. Um, I'm, I'm sure he's going to deflect and not really answer anything about <laughs> Nick, but uh, we might have to wait till we talk to Rule next. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, that's uh, unfortunately where my mind first goes with Nick Henrik is he's not out there. He seemed to be running with the first-team offense, uh, the Tony White, um, Rob Dvoracek, the, the coaches have spoken very, very positively about Nick and how he's recovered from his uh, season-ending knee injury last October at Purdue. So everything seemed to be going right with Nick, and then that picture comes out and he's not in there. So obviously I'm not confirming anything right now, but my mind did go to um, maybe he is banged up, and um, that would lead to the next question of is, is he going to be ready for uh, Minnesota. If he's not, um, that, that puts a lot of pressure on John Bullock, obviously. Uh, making his first start of his career and first real time on defense, and also Javin Wright, Javin Wright, who was uh, in the two two deep at linebacker too, kind of a interesting career with Javin Wright, but always always been an in- intriguing athlete. But yeah, with Nick, um, unfortunately, that's where my mind first went with is you know he's maybe he's banged up and we just don't know it yet. Steve, I'm going to go to a guy that uh, I want to talk about a guy that I'm actually a pretty big fan of, and he's he's had a, a weird and interesting kind of under-the-radar career at Nebraska, and he just got a single digit uh, on Sunday, or it was announced on Sunday, um, and that's Deshaun Singleton. I mean, Deshaun's a, a guy that's, I mean, taking advantage of Marquise Buford's absence and has really, uh, obviously, as we see on the depth chart here, he's going to be starting on Thursday against the Gophers. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up Deshaun because he's one of my um, most interesting players mm, on defense nice. right now. I mean, Deshaun, like, you know, I, I wrote a story for Inside Nebraska about him a few days ago, and, you know, I, I told the story about when it was it was in spring ball of 2022, so last year back when the old staff was still at Nebraska and Travis Fisher was up in the press box meeting with the media and we were all asking about his guys in his room and then, uh, somebody asked about Deshaun Singleton, who at that time 
um, had come over from Hutchinson Community College, and everybody was just trying to figure out who this kid was. And I always remember Travis Fisher's um, quote. I mean, I, I, I can recite it in my sleep. It's, you know, he's got size, and I can't coach that. And, he's, and, he, and he can move, and I can't coach that either. So right then and there, I thought, that, wrote, that raised my eyes. And then I look up Deshaun Stevens, or Singleton, everything about him, six foot three, two 205. Again, he's big, like Travis Fisher said, he can run. Um, he's not slow, um, you know, and, and just his ascension in Nebraska's defensive backfield, I think uh, being in the three three five can really help somebody, an athlete, a big athlete uh, with size like Deshaun Singleton, um, kind of run around and, and play confidently. I think Deshaun Singleton is, along with uh, uh, Luke Reimer, are two two players that I think um, can really use this transition to a three through five defense and just take off. I mean, I'm really excited to see what Deshaun Singleton can do um, in this game, especially against an offense like Minnesota, who we know is going to want to try to run uh, run the football down uh, Nebraska's throat. I think having a big body like Deshaun's out there is going to help in run support too, um, and and he can cover a little bit. So I'm ex- I'm excited to see Deshaun Singleton. I'm I'm glad he got that single digit and black shirt. We're speaking to Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska. Steve, last one before we go ahead and let you go for the week. Um, I, I guess overall, how do you see it going on Thursday? Nebraska or Nebraska's facing a, a, a quarterback from Minnesota, and Ethan Kaliak Minnesota, who they saw in the second half last year. No Muhammad Ibrahim. Uh, you mentioned how good Joe Rossi's defense is. They finished fourth in the country in, in scoring defense in 2022. They averaged just around 13 points allowed per game. I mean, how, how do you see Nebraska's efforts going on Thursday in Minneapolis? Yeah, so if I'm being honest, guys, I, I think this is going to be a low-scoring, kind of a gritty game, um, maybe tough to watch if you're a fan sitting at home. I don't think it's going to be um, a lot of points. I don't think it's going to be exciting offense. I think this is a game that Minnesota eventually grinds out uh, to a win. Now, um, I, I think, you know, when people talk about Big Ten quarterbacks um, and Ethan, Ethan Kaliak-Manis gets brought up, I don't think he gets enough credit, honestly. I, I really like Ethan's uh, kind of ceiling. At six foot four, 215 pounds, he brings more of a run element than the previous year's starter, um, Tanner Morgan, did. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see how the Minnesota coaching staff really kind of goes about using Ethan, but they're not just going to abandon the that stretch outside zone run game that yeah. Minnesota has been known for the past seven years with P.J. Fleck. I mean, they're losing their entire interior offensive line. They lose their first team All-Big Ten center and John Michael Schmidt. They lose both their starting guards, but they bring back both tackles. So it's not completely lost or going to be a new offensive line at Minnesota. Um, so, so that's good if you're a Gopher fan. But also, you know, everybody likes to talk about Muhammad Ibrahim, and I'm not taking anything away from Muhammad. He's an absolutely incredible. He was an incredible running back for them. But I think that Minnesota is just going to retool and and go again at at the running back position. They bring in Sean Tyler, who's not your prototypical big Minnesota running back. He's five nine, 190 90 pounds, but he's really fast. He's a transfer from PJ Flexel program in Western uh, Michigan. Um, but they also bring back Bryce Williams, who's a six-year guy, six foot, two hundred ten pounds. He's a really strong, physical running back. So I think Minnesota is going to be just fine at running back, and I think they're going to continue to do what they've done the past seven years at Minnesota, which is run the football and play strong defense. Now I know they lose they lose some um, players on that side of the, on that defensive side of the ball, but again, they're a program. They they have an identity, and that's what PJ Fleck. For as much as Husker fans around here like to poke fun at him. He's had the last lap. He's he's won the last four games, five of that last six. 
Um, I think P.J. Fleck has built Minnesota into a strong Big Ten program who has an identity, and when you have an identity, it just helps you retool and bring in new guys each year and, and kind of do well. So I, I think Minnesota kind of grinds out a win over Nebraska in Week Zero, um, and then uh, Nebraska heads to Boulder, um, you know, against that Deion Sanders and Colorado team, 0-1. Yeah, well, and not to mention uh, Minnesota, while they are replacing, you know, a, little, a couple pieces, they return yeah. a sixth-year tight end in Brevin Spanford, who I think is potentially the best tight end in the conference. That's a big dude. And then uh, the, a seventh-year guy in Chris Ottman-Bell on the perimeter. Yes, absolutely. I'm glad you mentioned Brevin Spanford because I'm currently working on a Minnesota preview. It's going to go a Wednesday yeah. morning, and I'm ha- I've been having fun going back on YouTube and uh, getting out some <laughs> clips of Brevin Band. Uh, Brevin Spanford as a run blocker because yeah. at six foot seven, two hundred seventy pounds. I mean, he's a he's an offensive tackle running around and and, and catching passes at at uh, at, at a t- tight end. So Minnesota's got some weapons, um, and I think maybe some people who like to say that uh, you know they lost a lot of production. I don't know how they're going to be. I, I think they're going to be in for something else on, on Thursday night. Unfortunately for Oscar fans. Well, Steve. Since you picked Minnesota, when Nebraska wins and the $5 Bits of Brook and Chair Trophy comes back to our station, you are not allowed to hold it. Hey, that's a pretty cool thing you got you got going on there. But, uh, <laughs> yes, I will, I will stay away from the uh, whatever it's called trophy. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you, Steve. We appreciate the time as always, man. Uh, sorry we kept you a couple minutes too long here. But uh, we, we appreciate the time and, and as always, and we'll talk to you next Monday. Yeah, no problem, guys. Thanks for having me. We'll see you. That is Steve Mark, Dad. Cubs fan and a writer for Inside Nebraska, the Rivals Network for I don't the Oscars. Know how they let Cubs fans be dads? <laughs> so yeah, hey, tell me about it. Hey, that you're talking about an 85 win ball club? Yeah, right whatever, there. whatever. Anyway, let's take a break. When we come back, it's weekend picks recap. How do you think you did, Rico? I don't know actually. Like I, I for have, a second, I, I was have, like, I was like, oh, I think I'm doing pretty good. And then I like looked at a couple of them, and I'm trying yeah. to remember who I picked, and I was like. You know, I, I think I might have gone like a game or two under 500. Okay, interesting. Just a game or two. Okay. The, the way you're saying that <laughs> makes me not excited for let's, this. Let's bring all. in Austin and Strick. We'll talk about it, give our uh, recap on how the guys, how me, Rico, and Austin did on our weekend picks. We'll do all that coming up next as we get ready for On the Block with Strick and Austin. But this is the happy hour. Stick around, 93.7 The Ticket. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.